Amen. I don't know about you, but how many know what's going to happen this year? You have some things planned, but that's no guarantee that it's going to happen. I had planned to go to South Africa last year, and I'm all ready to get on the plane. And they said, you can't get on. Not because I couldn't, but the guy that I was with. We couldn't get on. He didn't have his proper passport. So you can plan your ways, but God directs your steps. And we need to trust him every step of the way. When I think of my past, I can see how God has led me all the way. I could write a book, but when it was happening, I had no idea which way we were going. We just were hoping and praying. So we don't know what tomorrow holds. We can look back and remember the past. Some things were good. Some things were not so good. I don't know if you would like to live last year over again or not. Because it was so, such a wonderful time. Wonderful year. The best year I ever had. Or, thank God it's a new year. I can forget last year. And that's what Paul says in Philippians 3, 13 and 14. He says, brethren, I do not regard as having laid of it, hold of it yet. But one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Forgetting those things that, that are behind. We can't live in the past. We can only hope for a bright future. And I was thinking, sitting there, I just wonder when I'm going to be able to say, I think Amy's starting to show a little bit. She was up here and, and, her, and her sweater was apart and, and, and there's a little bit, of, little bit of baby showing there, is it? Huh? But she's hoping, they're hoping for a great healthy baby. And we're praying and looking forward to it also. So she's looking forward to something great happening that has never happened before. But as she said, it's hard not to forget the past too. As she lost a brother. And many of us don't know that. And we don't think about that. When we think of Amy, we don't. We just don't know that or we don't remember it. And so we don't know the hurt and the pain that somebody is going through as we go through life. Nobody knows my pain. Nobody knows your pain that we've experienced in the past. And that's why Paul says we need to forget those things which are behind you can't redo it. You can't change it. It is now part of history. And the things that 
hurt, you definitely want to forget people that have hurt you. You need to forgive them. And I, I think it was Archie, yeah, Archie in his testimony, mentioned when you have problems between you and your wife, it's not just a matter of saying, I forgive you, but you need to forget it. Because the devil would always bring it up and try and bring it back to you so that that hurt stays between you and your wife. But when you for, ask for forgiveness and you say, I forgive, then it is over. It's over. Don't bring it up again. Don't mention it again. We can't say, well, I remember when you... No, you don't remember. We forgot. It's good that we forget a lot of things. Some things we don't want to forget. Sometimes Barbara asked me, what did she say? I said, I don't know, I forget. Because sometimes we just don't care to remember it. It didn't affect me. It, didn't, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't for me, so I really don't. I have enough things that I have to remember. So 19 or 2014, I can remember a lot of good things that I experienced. Spent one week down in Myrtle Beach playing golf with my friends that I hadn't been with in a long time. Wonderful time that they invited me down. We went to Dallas to see Jonathan at Gateway. Awesome church. Services were awesome. He took us to the Dallas football stadium. An awesome place. Just some of the good things. But we had some bad things happen. And I don't want to talk about those because it's neither here nor there at this point. But one thing that we want to do is forget those bad things. In 2 Corinthians 5.17, it says, Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. If any man is in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. I can go back and I can dig up my past as a child. Thinking of all the old things that weren't good. But praise God, my childhood was good. We had a great family. Had a great church. And the church is a family. And it's God's desire that we come together and love one another. Too many times we hear of church splits. Too many times we hear people leave the church for this reason or that reason. If God's leading you on to someplace else, that's fine. But you go with the blessing. Not with bad feelings. And so that's why family... The church is a family, and we love one another. We come together, and we rejoice together. We work together. We praise God together. That's what it's all about. And like I said, not everything is always good, but Romans 8, 28 says, 
All things work together for good to them that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. Even the bad things in your life, God is using for your good. Because he says all things, not just some things, not just the good things, but everything that happens is for your good. The year 2015, what does it mean? When I looked at the Bible, 2000, or the number 15 means freedom. The children of Israel, on the 15th day of the first month, they left Egypt, free from slavery for the first time. I believe that God, this is a year that God wants to bless. Sometimes we look back and we think what it used to be and what it is. But I don't want to look in the back past. I believe that God has great things in store for the church. Not just this church, but I mean the church. Worldwide. I believe God wants to bring God's people together. That we speak the same thing. That we live the same kind of life, exalting Jesus Christ. Wherever we go. As Archie did. We were at Gloria's place, Christmas Eve. And I was just talking to one of the men there. And next thing you know, because of what he was saying, I said, have you ever accepted Christ as your Savior? He said, no. I said, would you like to? He said, yeah. I prayed with him right there. Had no intentions of even talking to him about Jesus. But as we were just fellowshipping together, all of a sudden, God opened the door. And I believe this is what God wants to do for all of us this year. God wants, wishes that all would be saved and come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. But he wants to use us to bring them in. We've got to be willing to talk to people about Jesus. We cannot be ashamed of the gospel. So when I think of 2015, it's a new year. It's a year of change, a new beginning. The old things are gone. And when the children of Israel left Egypt, there was change. And I want you to think of these three things. First of all, when they were in Egypt, Pharaoh fed them. When they left Egypt, God fed them with manna. But when they came into the promised land, they fed themselves. And I thought about a baby. When a baby's born, mother feeds the baby. Then the baby grows up, be a teenager. The baby is no longer a baby, but a child feeds himself or herself. And next thing you know, they get married, and then they feed the family. Another one, in the church, we feed you the word of God. You go out and start reading the word to see if these things are so. We could tell you anything, but God wants you to check the word yourself. Read the word. 
to find out for sure whether what we're saying is true. And then because you now know it's true, because you fed yourself the word, now you can go feed somebody else. You see what I'm saying, talking about here? It's no longer we sitting back and letting somebody else do it. But we need to get involved. Pastor Artem is asking for volunteers. And I believe they're going to be there. But we keep reminding you of these dates. Because these people have served the community. And it's just a way of showing our appreciation to them for what they have done for us. Praise God, we've never needed the fire company that I know of. I don't know that we've ever called the fire company. But I remember one time when we had the farm, a couple of young men were fighting down in the barn. And our, Barb and I were up at Pastor Arden's in Maryland's, and, and they called up, and we called the police. They were soon there. Took care of the, the situation. The ambulance... When I was, Barb thought I was having a heart problem. She called the ambulance. I was embarrassed, to say the least. I, I just knew it was gases from my stomach and it wasn't my heart. But anyway, I ended up taking an ambulance ride. First time I ever did that. And so you appreciate these men who are giving their time, leaving whatever. I used to be a fireman, so I know what that's like. No matter what you're doing, when the whistle blows, you drop everything and you go. So I've experienced giving, serving, and we want to serve these people as they served us. We appreciate all those. But in order to keep the presence of God in the body of Christ, we need to be people who are very forgiving. Offenses are going to come. You can't stop them from coming. But what are you going to do with them? Sometimes it's your fault, and sometimes it's not. No matter what. But in Matthew chapter 18. And I think this is more for, I hope, for husbands and wives and people in the church than the people in the world. Peter comes to Jesus. Well, first, let's start with verse 15. It says, And if your brother sins, go and reprove him in private. If he listens to you, you'll want your brother. But if he does not listen to you, take one or two more with you, so that by the mouth of two or three witnesses let every fact be confirmed. And if he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if he refuses to listen even to the church, let him be to you as a Gentile and a tax gatherer. Truly I say to you, whatever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again, I say to you that the two of you agree on earth about anything that they may ask. It shall be done by them, for them by my Father who is in heaven. For where two or three have gathered together in my name, 
There I am in their midst. So when we come together and there's a problem and we try and deal with it, if somebody refuses to hear you, to forgive or to ask for forgiveness, whatever needs to be done, there is a place that you just cut them off because they have made that choice. But in situations like husbands and wives, like I've been married to my lovely wife for, we celebrated our 52nd anniversary on Tuesday night. 52 years, she was blessed to be living with me. Oh, the other way, I I got that wrong. (laughs) Over the years, God only knows how many times she had to forgive me and I had to forgive her. There was times I held on to some things and I threw them up in her face and there's probably some things that she threw up in my face. But we're not supposed to do that. Peter came to Jesus and said to him, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Seven times? And Jesus said to him, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to 70 times seven. And the number seven, spiritual perfection. Seven is completion. And so 70 times seven, when you forgive that many times, I trust you lost count. 490. But that's the way it is in a marriage, in a home. We forgive each other, even if they don't ask. Because you love the person so much, you're going to ask for forgiveness. Honey, will you forgive me? Or she's going to let me know. She lets me know. You offended me. That hurt. And I can never walk away and say, well, that's your tough luck. You know what that would cause. So you always say, honey, will you forgive me? And the answer needs to be, honey, yes, I forgive you. And when that is said, it's over. See, that's the way it is with our Heavenly Father. When I sin, all I need to do, I know when I sin, all I need to do is ask God to forgive me. And he's more than willing to forgive me. He forgives me instantly. And he never throws it up in my face again. Because it's over. But I think there's times that people misunderstand that and they think, well, God knows. He, he loves me and he forgave me. I don't even need to ask. You need to ask. It doesn't happen automatically. You need to say, Lord, forgive me. If the Holy Spirit convicts you, then you need to ask for forgiveness. And even if he doesn't convict you and you stole something, you know you stole it. That's your conscience telling you, you need to ask for forgiveness. Ask God to forgive you and make it right with the person you stole from. God will not let that go in your life until you make it right. You won't get peace until you make things right. And in I want to share this one thing yet in closing. But I wish. 
I could go back and do things over again. But I felt I was right. And therefore, I hung on to it. But I was battling with the elders for about 10 years. And it didn't bless the church. And it didn't bless me. I didn't say anything to you. All right. But I wish I could go back and do it differently. Because you know what I'm about? I love people. I always have. But all that did was bring division. And I wish I could undo it. Now I ask them to forgive me. But things that happened in the meantime did not bless the church. And I take full responsibility for it. And I trust that you'll forgive me for those 10 years. I thought because I was the pastor, I was right. But I found out, I realized too, about the same time, I might be head of the home, I might be the husband, but I'll tell you something. She's still going to have the final say if I have unforgiveness. You follow what I'm saying? Because it doesn't matter whether I'm the head, but if I don't take, take care of her, and the scripture says, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. So the Lord's saying, whatever it's going to cost you, Glenn, when it comes to her, die. And believe me, she's worth dying for. And that's what God saw when he saw you and I, the church. You're worth dying for. He gave his life for us because he loved us. And he said, you're worth it all. And I'm expecting a year of blessing this year. I forget what the number five meant, but I know three times five is 15. And we're going to have five is what? Grace. Grace multiplied three times. Anybody want grace multiplied three times? Put your hand up. Let's give God the glory. Hallelujah. Oh, I feel good. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you for the body of Christ. Father, I thank you that you have joined us together. You have made us one through the blood of your son, Jesus, our Lord and our Savior. Father, I pray 
the beginning of this year, this is just the beginning. Lord, there's going to be an outpouring of your Holy Spirit in this place. Lord, I pray for the presence of God to fill this place, that whoever comes in, they're going to feel that presence. Lord, I pray that even when we have this, this appreciation dinner, Lord, when they come into the building, Lord, they're going to feel the presence of the Holy Spirit. God, like they've never felt it before. Lord, we, we give you the praise and we give you the glory right now for what you're going to do. And Lord, let us be obedient vessels as we continue to serve you and minister the gospel to those around us, Lord. Father, we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. One word yet I want to share. I was talking to Pastor Mark at the door. A little testimony. And some group wanted to use their church to have some kind of recital. And the girls, the little girls were going to wear these little tutus. And a couple of people in the church says, no way. But they felt to go ahead with this. The leadership prayed and they felt to go ahead with it, even though in spite of some people were really upset that you would allow this kind of type of thing in the church, the holy sanctuary. They went ahead with it. And there was a woman that came. Her sister had been praying for her to come to the church for 15 years. And this woman came, went to her sister and said, I have never felt the presence of God like I did when I walked in that building. When I walked in the building, the presence of God is in this place. And when people come in, we want them to feel the presence of God. When I feel the presence of God, I know I'm in the right place. I'm doing what God wants me to do because his presence is there. And he told Moses, my presence will go with you. My presence will go with you. How many have ever felt the presence of God? How many would be willing to do without it? We can't live without it. So praise God. Chris, do you want to lead us in our closing song? The altar's open. You need prayer. This is a new year. We want to start it off on the right foot. If you have anything you need to take care of, with God, with somebody in the church. Let's everybody stand. Before we sing our last song, I just feel we need to, uh, we just need to pray. There's a family, and I'm not going to mention their names, but um, <laughs> amen. Anyways, just bow your heads for right now. and I just want you to pray in the Spirit. Father, we just pray for this family, Lord, that's part of our congregation. Lord, we just lift them to you right now, Lord. We pray. Lord, you know where they're at. You know what they're going through. Lord, you know the struggles, Lord, that they have and that each one of us have. Lord, we pray right now, Lord, that you just bring peace into this home, Lord Jesus. 
Lord, that you just reveal yourself to them. Lord, reveal your power to them, Lord Jesus. Lord, in the midst of our trials, in the midst of everything that we go through, God, that we know that we can come to you. We can cry out to you, Lord Jesus. And you're our savior. You're our healer. Lord, you're our deliverer. Lord, you're everything that we need, Lord Jesus. And we just thank you, Lord Jesus, that we can come to you. Let's just sing together this morning. Lord, I need you. Oh, I need you.
we just thank you, Lord, for your word today, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for your grace today, Lord Jesus. Lord, we just pray, Lord, that you would just, your grace would be sufficient for all our needs, Lord Jesus, that we would come to you, we would seek you. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Have a great week.